This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The disruption to network traffic had a ripple effect on the way data centers communicate, bringing services to a halt. The company apologized for the disruption and says it's working to understand more about what happened to make its infrastructure more resilient. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Man, a day without Facebook is like a day without sunshine. I'm kidding. Uh, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Francis Haugen is uh, uh, seated before a committee uh, on the, in the Senate. Uh, they're going to talk about uh, some of the things she's been bringing to light about face puke. And we're going to talk about it for a little while. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Francis Haugen, uh, as you know, worked for Facebook and uh, encountered some research from within Facebook, uh, not only about how things like Instagram are marketed to teenage girls, and yet it does them a great deal of harm, sometimes leaving, leading to body dysmorphia, the depression, even suicide. It's very harmful for young people. Uh, but also that Facebook likes to uh, write their algorithms to anger people, to get people con- uh, to be confrontational. Because when there's confrontation and people are pissed off, they stay on Facebook longer, and that's their product, is your attention span, my attention span. And I was listening to Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins, because I didn't see, she was on 60 Minutes, I didn't, I haven't watched 60 Minutes in decades, because largely it's pointless. But David Van Camp had uh, made an excellent point yesterday, that the way they were kind of framing the, the, the 60 Minutes piece is that, uh, the, the making people angry stuff, they were kind of trying to hitch to the so-called insurrection of January 6th. So the implication is being, the implication being that, you know, eventually, uh, we want to start clamping down on opinions on Facebook, uh, that, um, uh, you know, maybe, uh, shall we say more conservative in nature, which they already sort of do anyway. But the main point is that Facebook uh, intentionally tries to pit people against each other and make people angry. Uh, that's how you, you, you consume the drug longer, and the longer you're consuming the drug. And it, it is a drug. I mean, it's designed to be a an emotional drug. Okay? We're the junkie and the drug. That's just kind of the weird thing about it. And so she's going to be testifying uh, before the Senate, and I'd like to we'll, we'll dip into that here and there. What's interesting is that Facebook went uh, went down for about six hours yesterday. And if you've been listening to the reporting, the reportage, the reportage from, from uh, Don Morgan and, and uh, other sources that they're basically they're saying, if I'm if I'm correct, and I, Chris, you know, I'm not very technical. I don't understand a lot of this stuff. Essentially, the way they're saying it's almost a server problem that they you, you, you couldn't find Facebook. They did something or changing something up. 
And as Wes Bunch mentioned earlier on 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 uh, Trey's show, it's it was kind of like you're in a new a new town you've never been in before, and you don't know where anything is. So you couldn't find Facebook. Something to that effect. Bull crap. I don't buy it for a second. They went down for six hours the day before this chick is supposed to testify before the Senate on national television about how evil Facebook is. Why do you think they went down for six hours yesterday? I mean, what, you know, what, what is it, if you're being honest and you're using your critical thinking skills, what do you, why do you think they actually went down for six hours? Cause I don't believe the, I don't, I don't buy what they're selling, man. <laughs> uh, I don't buy what they're selling. I, I think they were doing something else. I think they were maybe traces. They were purging stuff, getting rid of stuff, possibly. Because apparently, even their own fobs, a lot of the employees of Facebook couldn't even get into the damn office because their, their their fobs suddenly weren't working either. So you didn't have a lot of people at the headquarters of of Facebook. They were down for six hours. Uh, it, Mark Zuckerberg lost, you know, a few million bucks, I guess, but it's not like, that's like freaking pocket change of that nerd. So methinks something's amiss. The larger question also is, you know, were you freaking out? <laughs> were you freaking out? See, we were, and, and, and because of the 60 Minutes piece, we were talking about Facebook yesterday and social media in general. Dre and I. And I, and I talked about it on my show, too. And, you know, about the fact that the people who design Facebook don't let their own families and kids on it. They themselves don't use it. That it was designed uh, to be uh, a, a kind of emotional drug. And uh, I had commented just how weird it is that it is it is sometimes hard to stop. I mean, it's just become such a natural part of our lives uh, to just constantly be scrolling and constantly looking at it and constantly there that it was disturbing to me that like a drug or like a chemical addiction, which I know something about, um, it, it's it's hard to put down. And the fact that it's hard to put down is strange to me or disturbing. We were talking about that yesterday. And then it went down for six hours. And, you know, my, my whole thing, honestly, the thought that I kept having is I hope it stays down. Because at the time, nobody knew why it was down. It was kind of interesting that it went down the day after that 60 Minutes piece. But I hadn't really connected. I hadn't, wasn't thinking about it that deeply to have connected the dots between the, the, the Facebook going dark for all those hours and then uh, this this woman, uh, this Haugen woman, testifying today before the Senate. I just kind of hoped it would stay down. Who were you yesterday when that happened? Because, you know, I, I wasn't on it. I'm not on any other social media. I just do Facebook. I don't... I think I have an Instagram account. I think I have a Twitter account, but I don't spend any time there ever. But Trey was monitoring Twitter, I guess, and people were freaking out, according to him. Was it weird for you? Was it, you know, was it weird that it was weird for you? You know, not having Facebook, not having uh, these platforms for a mere six hours. You know, I, I was, Don, were you okay? Were we, I mean, you were fine, I bet. It didn't really bug you, did it? Not really. You know, I, I I hate that I spend so much time on it. So I really was just thinking, I hope it stays down. I hope something right. catastrophic has happened. Yeah. And it's not coming back. Right. Because really all it would do for me is it would make it a little harder for me to sell my books. And I couldn't emote at 2 in the morning, you know, and I wouldn't miss doing that. Yeah. 
So I think our lives would be greatly improved if it did just kind of shut off. Perhaps so. I mean, you know, for for me, you know, when it went down, I was telling Trey earlier, I didn't even know it had gone down. Right. Uh, Katie came in and asked me about it. Um, if I was having problems with it on my computer in here and I couldn't get it on and log in here right. or on my phone, well, you know, this, this, this happens. I'm not sure if it's Facebook or an internet problem or what, but eventually we get the notification from one of the wire services that indeed Facebook, Instagram, and, and WhatsApp were, had crashed or what have you. Right. And I just went about my business and I think the only time I, Yesterday afternoon, I had an eye doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you you walk in. There's the waiting room, and then there's the other waiting room. Mm. Well, I, well, I had to go to the other waiting room, and that's where you sit for the longest, right? Right, right, right. And I, so I grab my phone, and I I go to look. I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's still not on. And you know what? I just moved on to something else. <laughs> you know? Did they have the View on TV? Because no, the View is always on TV they, when they you're. Don't, the... They don't have any broadcast TV airing in that oh. uh, in that. And that's probably why I go there. But, right. uh, <laughs> but uh, you don't know. There were just, you know, there were no magazines. Of course, with COVID, everything is right. taken out of the way. So I would just, you know, read some. I had a, a couple of uh, books downloaded to my phone. Right. Um, did some reading. Did, you know, just a couple pages because, you know, I had an appointment or what have you. But, uh, no, I, and then even right up until last night, I, I think somebody messaged me on a messenger. Mm-hmm. And uh, said, "Hey, where have you been?" <laughs> One of those. Well, where, where, yeah, where what, have you been? What happened? You've gone for six hours. Yeah. And then another friend of mine had posted a meme, and it was, uh, "What did you learn about yourself while while Facebook was down?" <laughs> and I commented, "I learned I have a wife and kids." <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> My wife and I had a conversation. Yeah, really. You know, I I I, I, I was I was thinking about because we all know people on Facebook for whom it's a really big deal, right? In that they've created this whole uh, character almost of themselves, mm-hmm. and that's just you know it's constant, it's unrelenting, it's it's so all encompassing that uh you know you wonder what it was like for those people because when you've invested so because you and i are on the radio mm-hmm. you know i do do the writing thing you know i've got if, if facebook went off line tomorrow or right now like my self-image wouldn't be damaged you know what i mean i i, I have all kinds of outlets to express myself but you think about somebody who for whom it is really just social media, and that's all they have as far as presenting themselves to the world. Because maybe in real life they they have an innocuous job or something like that, and they've just invested all this time into presenting this this version of themselves. Mm-hmm. That if that were to just go, you know, the people that take like nine selfies a day, and it's all this all the same pose. Yeah. <laughs> if all that if that just went away. Would there be like a vacuum in that person's life for a period of time? Would it, you know? I, you know, perhaps so. Perhaps so. I, I, you know, I find that some of the people that I know who often do those types of things I've known for a while. Right. And they're just not social people by nature. Right. So perhaps this is their outlet to try to <laughs> let people get to know them a little bit. Right. Which is unfortunate to me. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, because I know some of these people, and I know, and I know damn well they're they're fine human beings without it. Uh, with, with, exactly. They right. don't need to to do all that. So, you know, and. and for me personally, the the whole medium it's just silly, you know. And you can see the things that I put on there are silly, you know. I kind of mock the whole institution as, right. you know, because when 
You know, last year it was like politics, politics, politics. Oh, God. Oh, here's Don with some dumb story about a snake he found in his backyard. <laughs> I saw you know. that, right? Throwing rocks at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because it, 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 there is something indelibly silly about the whole thing, because it really is just a bunch of people in a room going, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> That's what Chris says. Look at me, look at me, I'm over, look at me. Look at me. All right. I'm over here. I'm over here. Look at my selfie. <laughs> 210 This is what I think about stuff. This is what I had to eat. I, you know, I, I, I find it fascinating, your, your love-hate relationship with it. It is, it is a love-hate thing because I know yeah. it's a drug. Right. And, I, and it, 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 it acts on me like a drug. Yeah. You know, and I, it's a drug that I wish I could kick. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's a monkey on my back. Yeah, but, you know, you have to narrow it down to the things that you're interested in. Right. You know, and which is what I've done. Um, I don't really, you know, I, there are some sports pages that I enjoy, right. you know, some, some musicians that I enjoy reading about. I don't really get a lot of news information from Facebook. No. As most people should not. No, um, right, right, so, absolutely. You know, you know, look elsewhere for that type of thing. But, you know, I kind of have it narrowed down and, and catered to Exactly you do. Right. You really do. And yeah. and Chris is the same. And, you know, if I could just go, if I could just stay off of Facebook unless I'm posting a stupid monkey video or a thing about a poetry or a book that I've written or, you know, I love my wife and that kind of stuff, I think I'd be fine. Right. It's when I go the extra mile that <laughs> it starts to feel a little dark to me. Like you, you, take your, you take your anger out on the people who follow you on Facebook. Right, you know, and it's like, let's just get away from this, man. Two one, what do you think? Two one, how'd you do yesterday? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. 25 minutes after 9. I'm Sean Height. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Any, any thoughts on why you think Facebook Facebook went down for six hours yesterday? Were they purging? 210-599-5555. And we have the ongoing saga of Senator Chris, Kirsten Cinema, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. Uh, as you know, we were playing some of the video audio yesterday of how she was accosted uh, at a college or she teaches in a, in a bathroom, a bathroom, because she's not supporting this multi-trillion-dollar infrastructure bill to build back a be- build back better and ruin all of your lives. Remember the the Hispanic chick came in there in the bathroom with the hippie dude. Why don't you do what I say? You know, because that, that's how you get people to do what you want, is you follow their ass into the bathroom, right, Chris? Well, and and Biden, that mumbling idiot, you know, we talked about that briefly yesterday, that, he, you know, his whole thing was, well, he was asked about it yesterday, and he said, well, that's part of the process. That happens to everybody. The hell it does, man. And yesterday she got accosted again. Oh, and that dude's in kayaks and boats around Manson's yacht. Or I guess he lives on a boat or some damn thing. Because certainly that's how you get somebody somebody to change their your, their mind is to, like, you know, hassle them. So then they, they she's at Ronald Reagan Airport in D.C. and they started hassling her there, uh, Senator Cinema. And then the chick on the on the airplane. You know, Don and Chris are going to think that I'm the biggest pig when I say this. 
I don't know if you saw the video. The one woman who was videoing herself, recording herself on the airplane, going up to Senator Cinema, who, frankly, is quite attractive to all of us. She's a bisexual, so everybody can think she's pretty. And without meaning to, <laughs> I'm such a big... <laughs> Don, did you see the anybody see the Great video? Great shot. Great shot of the senator, man. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Do you not know, Don? Did you not no, see it? Did not see that video. The, the airplane shot, Chris obviously did. It was <laughs> you should look at it. Well, we got some cinema cleavage for about uh, uh, several well, minutes while see, that was going on. I'm just you saying. You see it all over Facebook every day. That's how girls take their pictures. That's how the girls take their pictures, right? From, she you got know, a selfie shot of the senator. She got a <laughs> selfie shot of the senator's attributes. So I wasn't. If you're out there, whoever that uh, protester idiot was, okay, nobody was listening to what you were saying. We were all just looking, baby. ha. <laughs> She's bisexual, so dudes and chicks were looking too, man. Everybody was looking. You lost your point, man. You lost your point in the cleavage. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. It was a beautiful shot. Oinky, oinky, oinky. Isn't that the, I, I, I'm such a dirty old man. That was my first thought. It's like the chick could have been saying nothing at all. She could have been, you know, speaking in Aramaic, and I wouldn't have cared, because as soon as I saw the, the shot looking down at the senator sitting in her airplane seat there, I'm like, whoa. Let's screen grab that, shall we? Put that in my secret. Oh, yeah, there you go. Research. Research. Oinky, oinky, oinky. Come on, Stephen, you dudes are thinking the same damn thing. No, actually, what's going on now are dudes are doing the YouTube search. Let's see, how do you spell cinema? Is it like the theater or is it like different? How do you spell it? Kristen or Kirsten? Oh, my God. Senator Cinema Airplane. I like how she has her earbuds in. Yeah, and she didn't give a crap. Looks up and just keeps doing what she's doing. She's cool. I like her. She doesn't give a crap, man. Right. You can hassle all you want. She's still gonna go to the bathroom, <laughs> flush the toilet, walk on out, yeah. expose her cleavage on an expose airplane. Expose her cleavage. Thank you know on on, a, on an airplane. I hope my wife isn't listening. She is. I know. Two one zero five nine. I gotta take a break. Two one zero five nine. Any second, punk ass. <laughs> the, punk, the punk ass text is coming. <laughs> what are you looking at, punk ass? Yeah, man. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean Height. Nine forty one. And uh, we're gonna take a, a pause here in the action, then we'll go to the, uh, listen to some of this testimony at the Senate. Francis Haugen from Facebook, but joining me right now is one of my old friends, uh, Patricia Jimenez, whom I have not seen, I think, physically since we were all at the Spurs game a couple of years ago. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing doing pretty good, man. I got through all the lockdown stuff and the pandemic and all that, and, and uh, back here at the studio and happy to be here. Uh, but... Uh, yeah. And we're we're in the midst of the radio thon going on through October fifteenth, and of course, like we did last year, we're going to be doing delivery. And uh, uh, this year, uh, we'd like to. The last year, I think, Patricia, we did about ten thousand dinners. Yes, we're increasing the numbers to twelve thousand five hundred. Now that we've been able to get one of those um, curbside deliveries under our belt, and know that we can successfully. Uh, make it happen, and we want to thank Meals on Wheels. They have a lot of expertise in the area, 
and they've lent their resources and, and knowledge in order to make it successful. And as a matter of fact, um, we've been working with a lot of nonprofits, and so far we have over 2,000 meals that have been secured through oh, nonprofit wow. organizations. So I'm, almost, I'm very confident we will meet our goal for this year of 12,500. Well, we're, we, you know, we get a, a list of donors uh, almost every day that we like to, you know, thank them on the air. And uh, I, I think we're going to ma- match that, uh, the, get the 1,200, 500 or 12,500 that you're looking for uh, because the well, donations are rolling I, in, man. Yes, they are. As a matter of fact, I have an update <clears throat> for you. Uh, since the campaign started on the 15th of October, We've raised almost $7,000. Oh, wow. Thank you so much to the KTSA listeners for all that you're doing to support us. That's great. That is very cool. So we're off to a great start. We've got a couple more weeks left to go. And uh, folks can donate uh, online at KTSA.com. These will all be delivery because of the COVID. But if if somebody hasn't made a donation yet, Patricia, what would you say to them uh, to get them to log on? Well, there is no donation that is too small. A $5 donation can help feed two individuals this Thanksgiving. Uh, the individuals that you're helping are people that are in need, that are lonely, that don't have any family. Um, and that meal will be probably the only meal they receive of the day. Mm. And not only is it a meal, it's a, it's, it's a feast of the heart in the sense that we bring hope and a little joy to those individuals who would otherwise do without. That's great. 14th annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon, again, doing delivery this year. But I, I just love being a part of this every year. It's one of the first things I did when I came to KTSA. So 14th annual, and I've been around, I guess, for 10 of them. And <laughs> it's good to hear your voice, Patricia. Oh, my goodness. It's good to hear your voice, and we are so grateful to everyone. This is one of the most special partnerships that we have, and the listeners have always been there for us, and we're just so very grateful. Well, very cool. Listen, Patricia, we'll talk again very, very soon, okay? Okay, you have a wonderful day. (laughs) You too, Patricia. Patricia Jimenez, uh, thank you so much. Uh, The Raul Jimenez uh, Thanksgiving dinner radiothon still going on through October 15th. Go on to the website, ktsa.com. Brought to you by Airtron Heating and Air, Window World, uh, Institute for Functional Health, and and Ansira. Back to the show, we're also following uh, the testimony of Frances Haugen on the Facebook thing. I don't know if we can bring a few minutes of that up. And let's take a listen. She's being uh, uh, questioned by Senator Blumenthal right now. Um, it needs to be willing to accept small trade-offs on profit. And I think, I think just that act of being able to admit that it's a mixed bag is important. And I think that what we saw from Antigone uh, last week is an example of the kind of behavior we need to support Facebook and growing out of, which is instead of just focusing on all the good they do, admit they have responsibilities to also remedy the harm. But Mark Zuckerberg's new policy is no apologies, no admissions, no acknowledgement, nothing to see here. We're going to deflect it and go sailing. I turn to the ranking member. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you for your testimony. Uh, I want to stay with Ms. Davis and some Mm. of her comments because I had asked her last week about the underage Mm. users. And she had made the comment, I'm going to quote from her testimony, if we find an account of someone who's under 13, we remove them. In the last three months, we removed 600,000 accounts of under 13-year-olds, end quote. 
And I have to tell you, it seems to me that there's a problem if you have 600,000 accounts from children who ought not to be there in the first place. So what did Mark Zuckerberg know about Facebook's plans to bring kids on as new users and advertise to them? Uh, there are reports within Facebook that show cohort analyses where they, they examine at what ages do people join Facebook and Instagram. And based on those cohort analyses, um, so Facebook likes to say children lie about their ages to get onto the platform. Mm -hmm. The reality is enough kids tell the truth that you can work backwards to figure out what are approximately the real ages of anyone who's on the platform. Um, when Facebook does cohort analyses and looks back retrospectively, it discovers things like, you know, up to 10 to 15 percent of even 10-year-olds in a given cohort may be on Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, take a break. Uh, uh, disturbing stuff. That was Marsha Blackburn out of Tennessee uh, asking Francis Haugen, uh about uh, all the young people on Facebook and the harm that, th that it does them. Uh, we'll come back to this and talk some more on the other side. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Let's talk pop culture. You want to talk pop culture? You say pop culture. You say pop culture. Pop culture news. Uh, well, it's Global James Bond Day. It's National James Bond Day, so celebrate James Bond today by, I guess, watching a James Bond movie. Uh, as I've said on a number of occasions, I really have no interest in the <laughs> As I, Even though I've been a lifelong fan of James Bond, I am just absolutely not interested in this new one. And I was kind of saying this, talking about this earlier on Where in Rima, that, you know, these days it's all freaking CGI. I went to see the Carnage movie over, uh, or Venom, Carnage, Carnage, Venom over the weekend. And Don Morgan said earlier, and he's absolutely right, there's so much CGI in these movies now that they're just really fancy cartoons. I thought that was brilliant because that's, it's like watching a video game for three hours or two hours. People don't do stunts anymore, right? So, you know, all the action scenes in the new James Bond movie are all going to be CGI more than likely. And, Daniel Craig just always looks so pissed off to even to even be there. So I'm just I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. But it is Global James Bond Day, so shake it, don't stir it. And uh, let's see a couple of other things. Uh, let's see, uh, William Shatner most definitely is uh, going up into space next week. Captain James T. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. On a Jeff Bezos rocket. I wonder if it's going to look like the last one. Is it? It's the same one? It was kind of shaped like a p. Yes. So that's, uh, that's coming. <laughs> but, you know, the thing only goes up. It's like it's the last time it only went up for like a minute or two, right? It goes up, you float around, it comes right back down. The rocket. The rocket. Well, what I'm saying. <laughs> It's shaped like a pea. Yes. And the way it's uh, the way it goes, it's so quick that Shatner's not going to be able to say much because it takes Shatner such a long time to say anything. You know what I mean? This is Bill Shatner, and I'm taking off. Oh, we've landed apparently. So, you know, I was I was thinking it'd be funny to like 
have him do a captain's log, but he won't be up there long enough, man. I loved Shatter is just a glorious weirdo. You guys were playing uh, some of that Rocket Man thing from the early seventies when he was doing whatever that thing is that he does when he's he's not really singing. It's not really spoken word. It's it's just Bill Shatner being the glorious weirdo that he is. And you know, I really think that's why some people don't like him. I think that's why George Takai doesn't like Bill Shatner. You know why George Takai doesn't like Bill Shatner? It's not because he hassled him on the set of Star Trek. Or was bossy. And it's certainly not because George Takai is gay. It's because Bill Shatner is beloved because he's such a freaking weirdo. There's only one Bill Shatner. You know what I mean? There's only one of him, man. They only made one Bill Shatner. All right? You know that every time you see freaking Chris Pine on the, in that freaking uniform. George Takai, eh. <laughs> Hell, anybody can pilot a starship, you know? But she only got one Bill Shatner in his freaking chair there, man. Or doing the T.J. Hooker trip. Then uh, Denny Crane. I'm Denny Crane. Denny Crane. I mean, that was Boston Legal is a great freaking show. So Bill Shatner, how perfect. Good, good on Jeff Bezos or Bezos, however the hell you say it. What What perfect casting, in a sense. Of all the people, of all the old farts that are still with us, the one you should send up in this space is Captain James T. Freaking Kirk, man. So I think it's going to be great. But, yeah, we're, 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 it's going to be going on, I think, while we're on the air next week. So I think it's the 15th or the, I forget when, the 12th maybe. And, you know, again, once they land, Shatner's going to have some stuff to say about it. So, man, if we can bring that to you live. He is 90, though, Chris. I hope he doesn't, like... Do another kind of captain's log up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. You hope he doesn't Shatner? <laughs> if he doesn't Shatner himself. <laughs> well, I was in free fall and uh, zero gravity and, well, you know, things happen. Rocket propulsion. Rocket propulsion. What's that over there floating in the air? Okay. We need a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Again, I, I, I conveyed to you, and then I think I'm going to have to move on, that you should talk to you should talk to his representatives. There's no reason to yell. I'm certainly not yelling. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. She may not be yelling, but she has a tone. She has a tone. Ah. News Talk 550 KTSA. Hank. Why are you being so ugly? All right, Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> that sacky chick does have a tone, doesn't she? Uh, it's Sean. It's News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Welcome back. Uh, still kind of monitoring the testimony of Francis Haugen from Facebook about how uh, you know Facebook has its own research on Internet addiction. And uh, a lot of us think that they were probably getting rid of a lot of crap yesterday for six hours that they didn't want anybody looking too closely at. So we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more. Rudy J. from ESPN will be coming up at uh, 1015 for his daily visit. Something uh, interesting that happened yesterday that didn't get a lot of uh, uh, coverage. The Department of Justice 
is going to start, quote, combating what it said it says is an increase in threats of violence against school boards and teachers across the country. Your attorney general, who's a piece of crap, Merrick Garland, said this, threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. Chris, every time I hear a Democrat mention America's core values, don't you kind of know they're full of crap? Those who dedicate their time and energy to ensuring that our children receive a proper (laughs) education. Good one. In a safe environment, uh, deserve to be able to do their work without fear for their safety. Uh, He has told the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office to meet with federal, state, and local law enforcement leaders over the next month to discuss ways, this is from the Fox News story, to combat what the DOJ called a, quote, disturbing trend of harassments and threats against school officials. Now, what do you think that means? What do you think is really at play here? Uh, Go down a few paragraphs. The move comes just four days after a leading organization representing the nation's school boards called on the Biden administration representing the nation's school boards. What's been happening at the school boards? Representing the nation's school boards called on the Biden administration and federal law enforcement agencies to assist school boards, which the group says have seen an increase in violent threats in response to COVID-19 restrictions and critical race theory curriculum. In other words, the school boards ain't digging parents showing up uh, and complaining about what their kids are being taught. And so, once again, the Biden administration is going to use an agency of the government, an agency of the federal government, to do what? To clamp down on dissent. To silence voices of opposition. This ain't about people making threats to school boards and threats to teachers. Okay, yeah, we, we have our noggins in the news every single day. If there was widespread threats against teachers and school boards in this country, we'd know about it. This is specifically about parents showing up at school board meetings and voicing their opinions, their, their opinions of displeasure and anger over what their freaking kids are being freaking taught by these freaking people. And so they ran to daddy. They ran to daddy like a bunch of whiny babies. Wine to the uh, Attorney General, wine to the Biden administration. Now they're bringing in the freaking FBI. And and why do you think that is? Well, I'll tell you why. They're bringing in the FBI so that mom and dad, next time, uh, you know, they get pissed off about their learning about critical race theory or there's some porno book at the kids' library. They might, I guess they'll think twice about going. They don't want to get arrested, right? That's what Trey said earlier. And I, that's absolutely what this is about. This is a clamping down of dissent. This is, okay, whether they actually arrest anybody or not, maybe they'll arrest a few people who are screaming their brains out at a at a school board meeting to make an example of somebody, to scare the crap out of everybody else so they won't show up. But I don't think it's going to work. People are pissed off, and they're going to keep showing up to these school board meetings, and they should. 
Because here's the dealio, okay? At some point, you're going to get arrested just for voicing your, your opinion. At some point, it ain't going to matter whether there's a law against it or not. At some point, your opinions, whether it's about public education or the border or anything critical of, of, of the government, at some, this is my opinion, at some point, your mere opinions are going to be determined to be a public safety thing, right? Well, we don't want another insurrection like we had January 6th. People's lives were in danger. Little little Ocasio-Cortez thought she was going to get raped and then killed and then murdered. (laughs) I thought I was going to be killed and then murdered after being raped. That's what this is about. This is about clamping down on opinions that are unpleasant, as an old-school communist would call them, unpleasant and unfortunate, because I, I, I'm telling you, if there were widespread threats being made against teachers and school boards, Chris, don't you think we'd know about it? I haven't heard anything about that. You, you don't think if some teacher was threatened that the first damn thing she would do is go to the media or go go on social media? Some of these liberal idiot teachers can't stay off social media. They're on it more than I am, man. You don't think if they were actually getting threats? that they wouldn't be putting that crap all over social media, you know they would. These are strange times, man. So, yeah, the DOJ and the FBI are now involved in uh, your comments at a school board meeting. How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555. Let's go to uh, Sam. Sam, how you doing? Hey, good morning, brother. Hey. Um, I'm sorry to uh, catch you off guard. Could you repeat what you said? Uh, uh, threats to public servants. Is that what, what it said? Uh, threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. You mean like pigs in a blanket, fry them, fry, <laughs> fry them uh, yeah. uh, sticking their finger in their face. Uh, Throwing bags of pee at cops. At right, right. Them. That, that's not against the law. Well, apparently not when it's, you know, a, a, a peaceful, quote, protest. But isn't a school board meeting a peaceful protest? Well, peaceful so, right. No, you're right. There's uh, there's hypocrisy here. Okay. Uh, yeah. You want to talk yeah. about insurrection? We had insurrection all summer long last year. Okay. Nope. Most of those people weren't, you know, didn't face any charges and went, went home with their free TVs or whatever the hell they stole. But if you go if you go get upset at a school board meeting now, the FBI might be looking at you. Right. You know, but, you know, you could throw a brick or you're in at, at a cop. Or, right. You know, anything like that, it doesn't matter. You could even shoot a cop and it doesn't matter. But, ooh, don't you say anything about a school board member. Uh, yep. That's that's where we are, man. <laughs> that's precisely where we are. Man. All right, Sam. Thanks for the call. That's precisely where we are. Here's Esteban. Esteban, how are you doing? All right. I have a parent that was a former school board member former school administrator and you know what i wish america would realize how much contempt a lot of school administrators and school board members have for people right uh, you know it's the attitude that the parents are too stupid you know i've seen some stupid parents when i was a substitute teacher but it's just an overall contempt and now they're finally being called out so they will twist everything into a threat that they possibly can yep and this critical race theory is like copulation in the name of abstinence. If you want to fight <laughs> racism, 
because I can't see the difference between the term AOC uses, which is people of color and colored people. Yeah, I can't either. And no, you're so right. You have the, so you have people protesting basically the reintroduction of segregation and racism, and now white boy Garland is upset, and the school board, National Association of School Board, are really upset because the parents are actually reminding them who's boss. That's what it is. I got to go, Esteban. You're absolutely right, man. They don't like those unfortunate, unpleasant opinions. That, well, you know, from, from day one, they've been trying to characterize anybody who disagrees with them as a domestic threat. And, you know, how many times have you heard domestic terrorism is our greatest threat? White supremacy is our greatest threat. You know, they, they lump it all together. So, you know, more of the same. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hanging out with you. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Just some more pop culture stuff. Um, yeah, I mentioned this earlier in the day that uh, uh, you know my first the first movie that my wife and I watched when we were dating. When we we're you know what the first movie we watched together was The Expendables. Isn't that romantic? The Expendables, and uh, so it became a thing with us that when a new Expendables movie would come out, we'd see it. The second one was pretty. I mean, they're they're cheap, right, Chris? You've seen those, right? They're they're cheesy. As I said earlier, it ain't Macbeth, you know. It's, it's you know, it's it's a bunch of old fart action stars from the eighties and nineties getting back together and and playing mercenaries. Sly Stallone, you know, Arnie Schwarzenegger, Bruce freaking Willis, you know, and they you know, they kill a lot of people. Mel Gibson was the bad guy in one of them. They're ridiculous movies, but Harrison Ford uh, took a paycheck on one, on I think the third one. You know, uh, and and they're just, they're, again, it's mindless, you know, testosterone-driven weirdness with, you know, every action star you can think of. John claude Van Damme was in one. And they're, 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 Dolph Lundgren is, uh, is, has been in all three of and And Dolph Lundgren's in the news, and, and so because they're, they're making a fourth one. The Expendables 4, man, and they've, you know, Jet Li is in these things, Antonio Banderas. And they're making a fourth Expendables, and I, and so I've been kind of following on, on the face puke, because I, I, you know, I, I stopped down on a, on an Expendables thing, now all I see is Expendables crap, right? That sounds like a lower intestinal disease, doesn't it? Expendables crap? And Dolph Lundgren pops up, and that guy is 63 years of age at this point. We interviewed him. Didn't we interview him on the show at one point uh, years ago? The dude is a physicist. He's got like a physics degree. He's like some insanely well-educated guy who does these action movies. But I, I it, maybe you think I'm being a jerk or maybe I'm feeling jealous or something. But the dude's got a 24-year-old fiancé. Don Morgan is clapping, Georgia, in case you're listening. Your your husband is clapping. She's 24. Her name is Emma Crockdahl. 
and she's 24, and he's 63. Now, don't you think that's... Isn't that a smidge young? Isn't that just a smidge? He's got socks older than her. I'm trying to figure out which one of the pair is having a midlife crisis. <laughs> well, she's got about 20 more years to go before she even creeps well, up yeah, on midlife crisis know. time. These, these kids move fast these days. Maybe. 24, though. Is that like a 40-year difference? What's a physicist in his 60s going to talk to her about? Who cares? <laughs> well, I, say, he, I'm just, I don't think he cares. I'm just saying, man, 64, that's like his granddaughter's age. That's, like, that's even beyond being a you know daughter's age. It's like you're hitting granddaughter territory at this point, dude. And I know he's Dolph freaking Lundgren, you know, and he's a rich and famous movie star. And that's how they roll. But 24, man. Now, Dane Cook is one of my favorite comedians. He's in his 40s. He's probably my age or late 50, you know, early 50s. Mm-hmm. He's got like a 19. I don't know why this stuff obsesses me. He's got like a 19-year-old fiancé. Yeah, why does it obsess me? I don't know. But 24 and 63, you know she can't name all four of the Beatles. <laughs> you know she can't. I'm just uh, saying, what are they going to talk about, man? There's Dung Beetle. Don't you think that's a, isn't that? I mean, doesn't there at some point doesn't don't things get a little little creepy? I mean, didn't we all think Anna Nicole Smith was kind of creepy with the guy in his nineties? You know, I mean, come yeah, on, yeah, but man. we knew what that was all about, though. Well, what do you think this is all about? I mean, probably the same thing. You chicks, man! How come you never see like a twenty-four-year-old dude with a, like a chick in her sixties? You're, you're, you know, why do you never see that? You she's, never see that, do you? She's probably expendable. <laughs> <laughs> More than she realizes. I don't think Elon's all brokenhearted after that weird goth chick left him. Well, those those are the only movies of his that she's aware of. <laughs> right. You did other stuff. You were like a movie star in the eighties. I wasn't even born yet. You were in Rocky Four. You're in Rocky Four. What's a Rocky movie? <laughs> twenty four. I don't know why it bugs me. It does bug me. And I'm not jealous. I don't want to. I don't want to date a twenty four year old. I wonder. If she well, ever... I'm married. I don't want to date anybody. <laughs> Or if you ask him to recite some of the lines from Rocky IV. Just a <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Ow. Oh, owie, owie, owie. I must break you. I must break you. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah, the if he way. dies, he dies. <laughs> That's so sexy. <laughs> sexy and dark. Do you like Billy Eilish? Do you ever, do, you ever go cutting? Anyway. <laughs> Let's cut together. What is wrong with you? Well, I'm just saying, man. I cut myself to feel things. How about you? Uh, I read physics books. Anyway, so I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I beat up little Italian men. I beat up little Italian men. He's not even Russian. I don't know why I'm doing that accent. Because you expect him to talk that way. Well, he should. <laughs> he looks like a big, mean Russian. Anyway, so Dolph Lundgren, uh, good on you, man. 24-year-old chick, you know, you're going to marry her for better or for worse. But is he really? Don't, dude, just don't do it in California. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just don't marry her in California, Dolph. She'll ruin your life in California. Come out here to Texas and marry her here, man. We got decent divorce laws. 
You marry that chick in California, she takes off. All that expendables money is going bye-bye. <laughs> you know? What? Oh, he'll be making movies into the dependables. The dependables. <laughs> yeah, the dependables. Just to pay his freaking alimony. There's some chick who's not even tw- who's not even 29 yet. The dependables. <laughs> Chris wins. Okay, two one zero five nine. Well done, sir. Well done. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Dependables. You don't want to end up like Nicolas Cage, dude. All right. 210-599. Making crap movies just to pay all the ex-wives off. Literally. <laughs> Rapid fire. No, the gun. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with your prostate. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't marry her in California, dude. Don't marry her in California. All right. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, 1039 on the Sean Ryman Show. We talked to Patricia Jimenez earlier about the Radiothon, the annual Thanksgiving Day dinner Radiothon, the 14th. Annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon going on now through October 15th on the website uh, at uh, KTSA.com. And we're looking to raise about $12,500 this year. Uh, We are doing delivery again, as we did last year, because of the COVID. Uh, And last year you helped feed about 10,000 needy people on Thanksgiving Day. But uh, we'd like to do much, much better than that this year. And uh, so go to the website, do what you can, ktsa.com, brought to you by Airtron Heating and Air, Window World, Institute for Functional Health, Health Texas Primary Care Doctors, and Ansira, ktsa.com. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, whatever's on your, your brain that you'd like to talk about. Um, also, this is another story that's yeah, it's not an important story, but it is kind of interesting in that Fox News will turn 25 years of age on October 7th, uh, just two days from now. They went on the air October 7th, 1996. So if you're a daily Fox News watcher like I am and I always have been, well, for, for low these many years, I just said low these many years, uh, you're starting to see all the anniversary crap, right? It's popping up all over the place. And Fox News really is a phenomenon. I mean, they've they've been top of the news business, cable news business, for, I think, 79 straight quarters. They routinely kick the collective asses of MSNBC and CNN. Frankly, right now, MSNBC and CNN, I don't even know what's keeping those people alive. They're barely holding on, ratings-wise. And Fox News was incredibly refreshing when it first came on in the mid-90s. It came on the air around 1996. I stumbled into them probably around 1997, 1998, which is when a lot of people did. It's just sort of, you know, something that we just discovered. Like, wow, look at that. They're, they're, they're not liberal idiots. It's not, you know, the usual bullcrap. And I can tell you, and that, and that was right around the, Fox, I discovered Fox News right around the time that I began 
the talk radio chapter of, of my career. I'd, I'd done primarily music before 1998. Well, I, that's all I did was music before 1998. Uh, several formats, and I got into talk radio, and uh, uh, Fox News became a staple. Um, in its heyday, you know, they had an incredible lineup. They had Greta Van Susteren at night. They had, uh, you know, O'Reilly. You can say what you want about O'Reilly. All right, but O'Reilly was king of the heap for many, many, many years. O'Reilly was, for many, many years, required watching if you were in talk radio, frankly, you know, honestly. And, and the top-rated show they had for many, many, many years until he sort of had his weird tumble there. And uh, I, I'm not a you, – you've heard me riff on Hannity. I'm not a huge Hannity fan. I think he's boring as snot. Because he largely says the same crap. He's predictable. You pretty much know, you know, whatever the issue is, what his opinion is going to be. And that whole let not your heart be troubled crap I can't stand. In fact, the double header, Chris, of him and, and Laura Ingram is just one big double dosing of, of, of obnoxious. They really are, man. So I just been just because well, I've been pondering. My years watching Fox News, you know, I've been kind of uh, comparing and contrasting where it is now and where it was then. Um, I still maintain that they're the best. Um, are they quite the product now that they were back in the 90s and early double O's? No, not really. But the younger crowd have taken over. Tucker Carlson is a... A, a phenomenon in news in news uh, uh, journalism, TV, cable news right now. I mean, Tucker is kicking ass, and he ain't taking prisoners, and he's doing it in a very natural way. And I, a lot of the old guys, this is kind of a shift, I think, in general in media right now. Maybe you've picked up on it. Gutfeld, I think Gutfeld and, and Tucker are pretty much keeping that station alive, or station, that channel alive, in a sense. And both Tucker and Gutfeld have one thing in common is that they don't really have that old school polish. Do you know what I mean? They're a little, Gutfeld is irreverent as hell. Tucker is, is not what I would call a polished TV person. He's more, right when you say he's very, very natural on the air. He, he, he talks on the air as you would expect him to talk off the air. And I think that's kind of the new way as far as broadcasting and media, is that people, younger audiences, want genuine, right, more than they want, like, the polish of a guy like like uh, like uh, Bill O'Reilly or the smug polish of a guy like Hannity. That that kind of broadcasting, even if whether it's a news or talk radio in general, I think is kind of falling by the wayside. And the new way is to be as close, to, you know, really kind of in a weird way, what I've been doing is to be as close to who you actually are as possible on the air. Like, Chris, wouldn't you agree? Gutfeld has no polish whatsoever. Gutfeld is so freaking irreverent that he almost comes off as awkward. But it works brilliantly for him. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I st- Fox News also on breaking news, I would say, Bar none, they're the best. You know, when when stuff is breaking, you want to. I'm on Fox News, frankly. Uh, I, I end up watching Hannity and Ingram just because that's what's on when I'm kind of doing my night prep before I go to sleep. But they're not my favorites. You know, there's 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 lots to love about Fox News to this day. I mean, you got a lot of other reporters that have been and anchors who have been there forever. John Scott, I think, is superb. Brett Baer, I think, probably as far as political analysis. 
He's not only the new Brit Hume, he's the Brett Bear of political. He's just, he's solid, man. And he always has been solid. Brett Bear, bar none, is top shelf. But uh, I, I still consume a great deal of Fox News, although it really isn't quite the same. Well, maybe I'm full of crap. I actually always have it on. <laughs> the only time, the only difference between me now and in and, and years past is I, I, I leave it off on the weekends. I don't turn it on until Sunday afternoon. But I have Fox News. If you, I tell you what, if you're hanging out with the Kingster, he's got that Fox News on 24 hours a day, man. So I still watch it. 25 years going strong. October 7th, 1996, they went on the air. They lit that candle. And they've been top of the game ever since. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Final few moments, moments of the show. We're talking about the uh, upcoming 25-year anniversary of Fox News. Universally hated by MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, all of them. Calling, you know, they hate him. They hate him. They hate their sticking guts, and they always have. And they've always tried to, like, uh, describe Fox News as tabloid stuff and not real news. But it's only because Fox News kicks their asses in the ratings on a regular basis. Here's Mark. Mark, how you doing? Good, good. Enjoy your show, Shane. Thank you. Uh, I want to respond to this advertisement I heard recently that we should thank Henry Cuellar for opposing taxes on defense. We've got nothing to thank Henry Cuellar for in the sense that we want no more taxes. We don't want any more increases in the federal debt. They've gone way overboard on this. If they want to do an infrastructure program, it needs to be infrastructure only, or we're not going to. It ain't going to happen. I, for one, am going to actively campaign against this jerk. Well, you know, as far as the infrastructure thing in general, you know, whether they, whatever version it's of it gets happen. passed. It's, we it's, make it happen. If we say that it won't happen, it won't happen. Well, how's we that? We to get up off our butts and do it. Yeah, but how, by saying what? By doing what? By campaigning, by calling these guys, and by not accepting this nonsense. Well, the problem is the Democrats who want it, you know, are largely going to have the votes to do it. I mean, I, I know we're we're, 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 we're we can't shut up. Nobody can shut up about mansion and cinema. I'm not I'm not trying to be a jerk to you or anything, but I mean, this is a power play, and you know it. This is a, this is a this is not an infrastructure bill. This why is why doesn't Henry, for instance, say he won't support these bills unless we close the border? I don't there know. Be some leverage you could apply. That, that I would agree. <laughs> that would be great, Chris. We need to get rid of this guy. Well, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Look, it, 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 we, I know we can't. Nobody can shut up about mansion and, and cinema, and you know, and boy, she's fine looking, isn't she? My God, if we can get some more video of her sitting in an airplane seat from up, you know, looking down, that'd be great, man. But yeah, they're they're holdouts. But you know, this thing, I, I guarantee you, somehow they're going to get her done. Because it's not about infrastructure. There's nothing. There's very little in there, as far as I understand, that has anything to do with the infrastructure or you know fixing streets and bridges. 
It's about spending lots and lots and lots and lots of money to get lots and lots and lots of people hooked into the government on the dole. Uh, you're you're essentially trying to buy votes, and it structurally changes things like the banking system in ways that would make your toes curl, man, as far as federalizing the banking system and the federal government being involved, frankly, in your personal finances. Um, there's a lot of bad crap in this thing. That they aren't talking about, and again, uh, they're 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 trying to position themselves or position this bill, this multi-trillion-dollar piece of crap, is having something to do with providing health care for poor people, providing you know uh, uh, citizenship for migrants, and it's a power grab. <laughs> It's a very, 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 very expensive power grab, and how they're, however they're going to pull it off, whether they're going to shave a few, a trillion off here and there, or shave some crap off to make it work for Mansion and Cinema or whoever they need to convince. That's what they'll do. Okay, what Democrats very often do with these kinds of packages, right, is they overspend and overreach, knowing that they're going to have to cut some stuff out to get what they want, to get it passed. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's bad news, man. It's bad news. And I, I agree with the last caller's anger. Because uh, a lot of stuff will change if this thing gets passed, depending on what form is passed. But, you know, we shall see. Two, we've got a couple minutes here if you want to jump in under the wire. Then 210-599-5555-210. I meant to talk about this, but I ran out of time. Dr. Fauci got a lot of crap thrown at him for saying that we probably won't be able to have Christmas. He was asked directly by, I think uh, it was on CBS Face the Nation, directly, will people be able to get together for Christmas this year? And he said, it's too soon to tell. Well, he got a lot of criticism for that. So last night he comes out and says, no, I was taken out of context. You can spend time with your family. Have a nice, very condescending. He's one of those guys where nothing's ever his fault, right? He's always taken out of context unfairly. Oh, poor him. I can't stand that little... So uh, apparently Dr. Fauci has said that he's given us permission to have Christmas this year. Doesn't that make you feel better? Aren't you glad? We got the thumbs up from the Fauci uh, on uh, on having Chris, uh, Christmas with our with our family. That's great, man. Uh, also, we'll you know probably talk some more tomorrow about uh, this Frances Haugen. And her testimony before the Senate committee on uh, the dangers of social media and Facebook and what Facebook knows about how dangerous uh, its its platforms are, not only for young teenage girls, but for people in general. I tell you, yesterday when that stuff went down, I did. I, I, I don't know. I think people were one of two sorts, right? They're either people that were completely freaked out that it went down. Or there were people like me that was kind of hoping it would stay down. In fact, I think the human race would be better off today if Facebook just went blank. You know, just just went off, man. Went away. That's the show. Happy freaking Tuesday. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer.
Mr. Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey, where spread the love, don't be a jerk. We'll see you guys tomorrow on News Talk 550 KTSA. Bye.